0: This is Erin Michelle. Welcome to Steps to Trusting. It is my goal here to meet you where you are in your faith journey and to encourage you to continue to take steps to trusting the Lord more fully. Guys, I'm so glad you're back. We are tuning in to the second part of the conversation with Bethany Kimsey. Bethany knows how to pour into the hearts of mothers, and Bethany knows the burdens that a mother carries. This show is for all you moms that are carrying a heavy burden, a burden that we don't have to carry alone, a burden that is actually not even ours to carry, but instead we should learn how to point our kids towards God. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're about to jump right in, but I just wanted to remind you some of the pieces that we left off with last week. Bethany talked about how early in motherhood she sought to do a lot on her own. She talked about how challenging that was and how it was in surrendering to the Lord and His plan. That was where she began to see God's purposes and God's working. And so that's where we're jumping in. How has God changed you and grown you as you have walked this path of surrender?
1: The thing He has grown or changed the most in me is the understanding that I don't have to do. I think the understanding of his grace and the understanding that what Christ accomplished on the cross, the salvation that is offered to you and to me, is not that moment that we go, okay, I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. But that Jesus and his grace is applied to every moment of my life. So in the moments where I am short-tempered, or impatient, or selfish, or apathetic, (laughs) all those moments that when I lay in bed at night and I run through my day and I think back and I tag all those spaces where I didn't fill the bill of being the mom I think I should be, because I wrestle that every day, understanding and growing in the knowledge that God goes, there is grace for that. And I am not surprised by that. And instead, Bethany, I'm calling you to sit in this moment of grace and understand you are forgiven. And then inside of that understanding, so when grace begins to deepen, then there is a love for him that grows, which spills out to my kids. It spills out to how I engage with my children, the grace that I can offer them because of the grace that's been given to me. And then that does change. The way I'm mother, I have watched myself grow. It is easier for me to see the spaces where I become impatient. So instead of impatience, perhaps, God has grown me into understanding and being more sensitive to where that junk inside me wants to rise up and mistreat my children or my husband. And instead, understanding in that moment, there's grace for this. There's forgiveness offered And he promises to help change me. And it only deepens then my desire, my love for God, then begins to spill out of that. And therefore, then it does change my heart. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So I think it's in that deepening of understanding what grace is. Yeah. We don't want to shortchange grace and say grace is for that one moment where I ask Jesus to be my savior. Right. It is that. It is that. But it's so much more. And understanding the so much more. The fact that that is for the
0: everyday moment. Yeah. When you were talking about grace, about performance, all of that together, I was thinking there's this moment with my kids, it was probably about a month ago, where I just was really honest with them. I was like, look, guys, all this time I've been trying to be this perfect mom, right? I've been trying to, like, not yell at you and not hurt your feelings and trying to, like, do... Yes, I should do those things. I get it, right? But what I need more is to teach you how to apologize well, to turn back well, right? Because there's so much grace. If I think I'm parenting them so that they will become a perfect child or a perfect spouse or a perfect parent one day, if that's what they think that they should be striving for, if that's what I am portraying to them, then I have failed. It is about teaching them how to turn to God's grace, to accept his grace, to accept his forgiveness, and to go to people and apologize Well, there is so much grace. And instead, we're trying to, I'm trying to be better and do all the things and and fix myself and teach my kids to fix themselves instead of saying, God will grow you and he will forgive you because you're never this side of heaven going to be the perfect anything. Um, Right.
1: Yeah, I think the power that I did not do well when I had so with my first little one. So we in my head, I have I uh, they're almost divided. There's the top four and the bottom four. Although there's no spacing of age that delineates them. Yeah, <laughs> I have the top four and the bottom four. And but it, I think somewhere in there, probably is where God began to mark me with His grace, and for me to begin to understand that. He is very committed, very committed to changing and redeeming. So we begin to change our language with our children and say, I am praying for you in this because I know that this is a space that you don't even like seeing. We send our children the bathroom to think for a while mainly because it's a quiet zone in our house you got to get that kid away to <laughs> quiet to think about and about the bathroom is about the only place there's not another kinsey kid so we send our kids to the bathroom to think and so you're sitting in the bathroom with them and you say you've been in the bathroom three times today over this same thing and instead of saying you just need to change is being able to speak that blessing that truth over our children of I am praying for you because I know the one who is at work, and he can change your heart. And I'm praying for that for you. Then the beautiful thing is as you begin to walk with that child and journey with that child is then to be able to speak into that child, I see it. I see you have been wrestling with being honest for weeks, and I saw you make that choice just then to choose honesty even when you thought you might get in trouble. And that is not of you. You cannot on your own redeem yourself. And beginning to be able to speak blessing over our child in that space of grace, of saying, "This is the line, we're We're not going to keep crossing this line. So you're going to the bathroom, we're going to talk about this. And then you may you know if you're older, you may lose a device, you may lose what, whatever your discipline features are. right that happens. But instead of saying, so you just need to change. You just need to stop doing that. But instead, when I began to understand grace and understand the depths of grace and what God does in grace, to be able to change my language to say, there is one who is at work for you. It's not me. I cannot make you be better. And I am not trying. But I'm going to continue to point you to the one who will radically change your life. And I set you free from this. And he is at work in you. And I'm praying for him to change you in this. And be able to speak that blessing over our kids instead. That really was freeing.
0: Yeah, I love that. And actually, I've heard you say before, who am I going to be for them? Am I going to be the one who solves their problems? Or am I going to be one surrendered to the one who is pointing to a better solver? And that just so impacted me, right? I think you're saying it now, again, in an in a different way. But it's so impactful to say, you aren't trying to be the one to change them and you aren't being the one telling them they have to change. You're you're pointing for them, right? And you're yeah. praying for them. And I mean I'm very challenged by that. I'm very challenged by that. In a in a wonderful in a wonderful way. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think if as mothers we can begin to understand that God invites us to walk with him as he shepherds our children's lives. And if we can keep pivoting back to him, keep pivoting and and be the pointer to Christ instead of trying to be the one, it relieves you of so much, of so much stress to say, it's not me and, and it's not my measurement. You don't have to live up to what I say you need to do. There is one and look at him and let's follow him together and see what he has to say. And it is a freeing position.
0: I so love that that pointing to Christ. It's a choice if we're going to trust God or not. Mm -hmm. And I think for Mm -hmm. me personally, it's easy to forget. It's easy to feel emotionally upset because... It feels personal when our kids lie to us over and over. It feels personal when we say, I know this is good for you, and they blow us off. But it's easy to think it's about us. If motherhood was easy and you could always feel like you were successful in it, what blessing would you have missed?
1: Mm. <laughs> so much. It's such a hard one. <laughs> wow. I think I would have missed the blessing of deep intimacy with Jesus. Because motherhood for me has been the one stage where I really couldn't do it on my own. I was very successful in school and college, very successful in my career. I was on a great track. I was successful in relationships. I was naturally successful even in my early marriage before we had kids. Everything was going the way Bethany, the force of Bethany could make it go. And I had Jesus too. I loved him. So I was a believer and motherhood was the stage where God said, you are going to come to an end of yourself and you're going to desperately need me and I will be there. And not only will I be there, But I will deeply walk with you in intimacy here. And I will speak to spaces in your life that you otherwise never would have needed to address. And it was in that to me is the gift of motherhood. I pray all the time for my kids that they would know Jesus more deeply and they would love him more passionately than I ever have. to be able to testify to them that it is in the breaking that only for me motherhood did. I think other people, other spaces can break them. But for me, this was the tool God used to make me realize, Oh, I can't do this. And so Jesus became more than my savior and maybe a little bit of a playbook or rule book and a lifestyle, like going to church lifestyle. It became more than that.
0: I'm seeing more and more, even just having conversations with people that it really is like when we talk about trusting God, the first thing that comes to their minds are places that they're broken are places that it hurts that it is hard because um, even i just talked to someone the other day and they said they said i could say before you know this hard thing happened in my life i trust god i trust god but did i have to it wasn't the same it was it was true and i was following him but it wasn't the same as the heart position of like i trust him even in this and yeah. i love like you even um said before when we talked that the messiness of motherhood doesn't go away. It's still messy. It's still a journey. And I love how you're saying it's almost as if because the messiness doesn't go away, that you get to continue to know that you need God. You get to continue to say, like, I need you today, too.
1: This is really yes. hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, And, you know, I mean, even yesterday, I was sitting yesterday, and I had a, an appointment with a child. And and just, and it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard space. We've walked some hard roads with some of our kids and, and this child has walked some, in some spaces that are very hard and listening and hearing and recognizing, you know, what is still needed in the inner part of my being. There was that raw space rise back up. So we've walked this for years now with this child and that yet Still, that raw space rises up of, is this my fault? What did I do wrong? How can I fix this? And to hear the truth, and the truth is that God has called me to be faithful to the day, to today. And God is at work in that child's life, and he will use what he wants to use, and he is. And so my testimony is I've watched God use this radically, but it's still very messy, and it still is very painful, and it is still very laden with me feeling like if I had only done something differently, then this would be different, and God continually reminding me, it is for her good and my glory, it is for your good and my glory, and you are going to trust me in this. Only God can see around the bends, and we don't know when the corners come because He only His light is for our feet, so it's just for the next Mm -hmm. step or so, and yet, what we can trust is that the way we're walking now, as painful as sometimes it feels, as messy as it feels, and as much as we want to, in a lot of ways, just fail, and we just want it perfect and easy, it is in those messy spaces that God speaks the loudest, and so I can tell you that in my children's lives their walks with the Lord even in my children who are merging into adulthood their walks with the Lord are only as strong as they are because they have walked messy walks and hard walks and as their mother walking with them I mean that honor to walk with them but also the the realization that my faith has grown watching God displayed in my
0: children's lives. Right. This is such a hard truth. It's such a hard truth to realize that it is in the messy and hard places that God speaks the loudest. And it's really hard as a mother to think about that for your children. And just as you were talking, I was having this memory where I was walking around the house as everyone was asleep and quiet, and I was praying over each of my children. And as I was praying prayers of safety and protection and peace over my children, I had this realization that if I pray that they don't have to face any struggles or challenges, that I'm actually taking away the opportunity for God to be working the most deeply in their lives and changing them the most deeply. As I walked around and I thought about the challenges that I had faced as a kid, the times where I clung to Jesus as my Savior or was changed the most were the times that were the hardest, the years that I cried the most tears. And as a mom, that is so hard. But I love how you are encouraging each and every mom to walk alongside and walk with our children in those messy places. And to continue to pray for growth in their life. And not just theirs, but to continue to pray for growth in ours as we walk through those hard places with them. I just love that. And yet I know there are still people somewhere out there feeling like it is just messy. They just see the messiness and they just feel the overwhelm. What is it that you would say to someone who is still feeling this messiness and this overwhelming feeling?
1: I wrote about this. I wrote a little five-day Bible study. It's just free. But it's basically the main truths that God cemented into my mind back in those very early years with kids. And it became something. I had it on my mirror for a long time, honestly. Because i returned to it so much, I've memorized those verses. The truths are there. They're cemented. But it is in the messiest moments. Standing for a moment and remembering five truths, which is that God chose you. God chose you for these children. He chose you for this moment. There is nobody better than you. But it is not because you bring to the table some skills or some perfect abilities. It is because he knows that you surrender to him is the absolute perfect equation for what your children need in this moment. That's the first trait. And there's so many times where I've had to stand there and go, okay, God chose me for this. There's there's nobody better. But not because I'm so good, but because God has said, line up with me, Bethany, and, and, and today you're the best. And then he listens, and he will lead and equip me in this moment. And he has great compassion for me and for my child. And then he will bring peace. And so standing there sometimes in messy heartache spots or just the messy of just, it's just a rotten day and nothing is good. And and I have a rotten attitude realigning to those truths. You going, know, okay, God, you, you chose me for today. And I know you're listening to my heart. And I know that you can see all the junk in there and you can see all the, the sad and all the scared. You see it all, and you will lead and equip me today for what I need, because clearly I don't have it, because I'm falling apart. But you have so much compassion. Like, all of that action is because he has great compassion for me, and then you will give me peace. And when I began to cement myself and anchor myself into the truths that are scriptural for those five truths, that began to give me a solid base to function on as a mom.
0: I love that. I'm going to have you give me the information about where we can get that in a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us, for encouraging me and encouraging the women listening today, and I was wondering if you would close us in prayer.
1: I would love to. Lord Jesus, you are so good and so worthy of all honor and all praise. Jesus, that you would come down and die for our sins, for the yuck of who we are and the impatience and the short-tempered and the rude and the selfish, all the spaces that we all know exist within us. And not only just bow for them, but you wade into the dirt and the muck of it with your compassion and say, I love you right here, but I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to walk you out and I'm going to walk you triumphantly in your motherhood. And Lord, I just pray for those who are listening. I ask that you begin to Help them understand that in your word you offer to walk with them, set them free, give them hope and bring them joy. And Lord, that in all of that that you are trustworthy. We'll love you. I pray that your word will not return void, that it will change the hearts of those who are listening today, and that we may be different that we may love our kids better, that we may love the people around us better. But most importantly, Lord, I pray that we will learn how much you love us and that in response, we will love you. Lord, open our hearts to your word. Give us a love for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Bethany. Uh, I want to say thank you to our listeners today, too. I know that Bethany would love to hear from you guys. Bethany, can you tell us where we can find that resource that you were talking about?
1: Okay, um, it's on, I called it the Five Truths when life gets crazy. It is on my Instagram bio in a link. My website is just dot and you could find it there as well. Mm-hmm. I would love. It's just a free little five day. It takes you five days to run through it, and it's very simple. But it is
0: good truth. Thank you so much for offering this to our listeners. And thank you so much for being here to talk with me today. I know I was so encouraged. And I know our listeners will be too. Thank you. I'll
1: talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Bye, (laughs) Erin.
0: Guys, what do you think about Bethany? I just love the wisdom that she has to share with us. I love all these reminders that God is with us. In the hardest, messiest moments, he is always working. But even in those hard moments, he is working. I just love that encouragement. Thank you to all of you who joined us today. As I said, I know Bethany would love to hear from you. And I don't know about you, but when she talked about that resource, I know that I want it. I will put all the links in the show notes, so go and check them out. I have some more news I mentioned last week, but this season of the podcast is coming to a close. There's just a few more shows left. And so I want to encourage you guys to go and sign up for my newsletter. That newsletter is going to help you guys keep up to date with what's happening going forward, where you can connect with me, and when season two will be launching. If you guys are interested in participating in a launch team or hearing how you can help, I would love to hear from you. The easiest way for you guys to reach me is on Instagram. You can find me there at Steps to Trusting. I would love to hear from you guys. Another thing that is super helpful to prepare for next season's launch is to have some good reviews. So guys, if you enjoyed the show, I would love if you would take the time to write me a review of what you've been thinking and how you've been encouraged. Not only would it be good to prepare us for our next launch, but it also would so encourage my heart. To sign up for my newsletter, what you need to do is go to aaronmichelle.net. Now Michelle has one L in it, so aaronMichelle.net forward slash free resource. And you can sign up to get my newsletter. And when you do that, you will get the free resource that I've been talking about. That resource is a five-day Bible study and journaling plan. And it is designed specifically with questions to help you look at the scripture and to think about what's your next step while you keep in step with what the scripture calls us to, to what God calls us to. I'm going to miss being here every week, but I am so looking forward to what season two has in store. I'll still be here next week. Don't tune me out too early. Next time on the show, we'll continue to be talking about a biblical view of surrender. What does it look like to surrender? What does that really even mean? I hope to see you back here next week. But till then, I want to leave you with this reminder from Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them friends, I am praying for you as you keep on stepping.